Welcome to Movie Babies, still the newest podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm Sean. And this is a movie trailer review show. And we're going to try to kick things off a little bit different this week. With uh, a fireside chat, if you will. Yeah. We're going to uh, just do some endorsements of some movies that we saw this week that we thought were good. Well, I saw a movie, but it wasn't good. I saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And what I want to know is, where do you find the Fantastic Beasts in that movie? No Fantastic Beasts? Not a lot of them. For a movie with that title... You'd think they'd be crawling out of the goddamn walls. You'd think he'd be on like a little hunt to be like Pokemon going. Mm -hmm. And like, po throwing Pokemon. Throwing Pokemon. Oh, there's a blast story. I got Let me catch that one. Mm -hmm. I found it. Where do you find it? In the water, you idiot. It's a water-type Pokemon. But instead, this movie is filled with politics of, like, magic users versus Ugh. humans. Ugh. Uh, it's filled with the main actor doing his best Doctor Who impression. Um, and it's filled with very little, like, ugh, very little beast. I wanted more beasts from that movie. That's disappointing. What did you see? Uh, I saw Edge of Seventeen twice uh, in the theaters. I, I have no idea what that movie Edge is. Edge of Seventeen is the new Haley Steinfeld movie. Um, she's like a pop star, and she's in the Taylor Swift clip. So you were just whacking it in the theater that first time, no, no, and then no. went it's, back. Okay, What's it's going a, on here? Yeah, well, it's uh, emotionally, I was whacking it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a so it's a like a teen dramedy, comedy dramedy. Yeah, about a girl in high school who's just kind of unaware that she's so much of a dick, kind of. Uh, and the process of going through some high schoolisms and realizing that there's more going on around her than is going on in her head and kind of having to, like... Um, I'm explaining this really Man, is this... I, I mean... I'm falling asleep during the description of this movie. <laughs> no wonder you had to see it twice. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was really funny. It's kind of in the vein of the Duff or Mean Girls or whatever. It's a first-time director, first-time writer who, like, knocked it out of the park. Uh, I'd say go see it. Speaking of seeing things, the first trailer we are reviewing is the new animated film from Universal Illumination Studios, entitled Sing. We'll also be taking a look at the new Will Smith uh, vehicle for crying and needing tissues, uh, Collateral Beauty. And one that's going to be out in 2017, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oy vey. Here's the show. Just see. If Pixar is king and DreamWorks is queen, then Universal Studios is the shit sweeper? What are those people names? <laughs> yeah, the sanitary services of the kingdom. We just watched Sing, the newest from Universal Studios, or as they call it now, Illumination Studios is their art department. Okay, so this is their contender for the crown of like... Getting the best animated picture Oscar, yeah. the Pixar Award. Okay, the uh, Pixar Award. Or the, wait. So, like Universal has done Despicable Me series, mm -hmm. Minions, uh, that new Secret Life of Pets movie. Well, all the C list animated. Yeah, shit. Well, your your bottom of the barrel stuff. Okay. Wow, this trailer was kind of a lot for me to take in. We had to watch it multiple times just because so much is happening. Yeah, and. I've got, okay, my first line of questioning revolves around why, so it's a, it's, the movie is a, what looks like either a community contest, or maybe it's a larger contest, but it's like a singing competition. Right, it's American like, Idol It's like a The Voice or Pitch Perfect yes. type of thing or whatever, but it's with animals, and my question is, why does it have to be animals? I will tell you why it has to be animals. Because before uh, recording, I looked up top 10 grossing movies of 2016. Almost half of them star animals. So number one, Finding Dory. Three, Secret Life of Pets 
was the number one, number three grossing movie of 2016, only behind Civil War. Jungle Book had animals. Zootopia was number six. Yeah. Ten, this. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I just saw that movie, not a lot of animals in that one, as you'd, <laughs> as you'd think, but still I'm counting it. <clears throat> Kung Poo uh, Panda. Kung Poo Panda? Come, uh, number three was 16 on the list. So why? Your question's why? Because easy money, man. I guess so, but I'm curious if there's like a Venn diagram between people who fall for these animated animal movie, talking animal movies, yes. and people who dress up as animals when they fuck people. Like, <laughs> the, where's the crossover? The furry people. Yeah. Well, that's probably like half that, Okay. their audience, okay. right? I'm just curious. If this has any type of like influence on society, they're giving us all these anamorphic, or what do you call it, anthropomorphic... Uh, the, I think anim anamorphs? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, they're giving us these characters and we're digesting them going, okay, that's... Now I have a sexual appetite for these things. Yeah, they start young. I mean, it's the or at least a romantic entanglement with these things. Well, yeah, because one of the scenes, the beginning starts with like them all kind of doing... Hit songs, so one, like one's doing the Humpty Dance. Yeah. But then you get to these bunnies who are shaking their little yeah, tusses, yeah. and they're like saying, "Oh my God!" And they're doing yeah. "Baby Got Back." Uh -huh. But this is marketed for kids. Yeah. And you're shaking your butt. Yeah. Well, remember in Space Jam, the female Bugs Bunny? Oh, they gave very her, like, sexual. Massive midriff. Yeah. Why? Very weird. Uh, I feel like the only one that got away with it was Jessica Rabbit and. Roger she's Rabbit, a, she's but she was, yeah, she was a person, but I'm saying having an overly sexual character in a kid's movie. Oh, okay. That made sense, because she was still a full character. But versus she's, presumably she was making it with a cartoon rabbit. So. <laughs> I don't there's know. That, I don't know that aspect, but I could argue that she's, like, a legit character versus uh, Mrs. Bugs Bunny in Space Jams, who is solely, like... Like, like wearing stuff. Yeah. Lola? Like, was that her uh, name? Yeah. Was her name Lo like Lolita or something? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, we gotta look that All up. All right. Um, well, okay, my bigger question here, This I'm getting sidetracked. My bigger question is, like, The Incredibles had people. Like, this Baby Bosses has people. Yes. Why not just do people? It's a singing show. What uh, about doing a singing show requires Sean, it to be animals? rewind the podcast. All right. To see like answer two minutes ago, <laughs> see answer number one, loads of money. I just, and this is because here's the thing, to go back to your point, kids love it, mm -hmm. furry people love it. Mm -hmm. So That's if, like half the population right there, if, kids and furry people. If Miley Cyrus and the singer from Maroon 5 like dressed up as animals on The Voice, would it be a more popular show? Yes. Okay. I nice. mean, it's already popular. And that's, that's smart too, like... They had everything. Yeah. They got kids with animals. Mm -hmm. They got those preteens with the American singing yeah. competitions. Yeah. And they have the adults who love to fuck animals. Yeah. And they got all those needle drops to entice us uh, with all these hit tunes. Mm -hmm. Basically, we see various storylines of different animals who are all wanting to win this competition. And this trailer, here's my biggest problem with this trailer, Sean, mm -hmm. gives everything away. Yeah, I mean, we definitely get... So the premise is the contest, and it puts, like, this community in competition. I'm not really sure if it's supposed to be a small town or a big city, or I don't get that part. I think it's, uh, like, Breaking 2. They're trying to save the community okay. Oh, center. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we've got a storyline of... Get, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. An Australian or an Irish gorilla... Yeah. Whose father is imprisoned for a bank heist yeah. gone wrong. Yeah. Can, who, yeah. He's trying to win the competition to earn the the respect of his father who wanted him to be a bank robber? He wanted him to be a gang member. And should we even touch the fact that the gorillas of the movie are gang members? I want to at least suggest that they at somebody in the writing room was like, if we don't give them a white person accent, yeah. we're all going to yeah. jail. But with that said, like, why even, like, risk going I there? I don't know. You have raccoons. Yeah. yeah. They're the <laughs> you have raccoons. You, Fuck. That's easy. All right. You don't even need to do that. <laughs> you don't okay. even need to go there yeah. with the gorillas. Well, 
that has its own historic implications to call that we don't know about a black person a raccoon. Um, yeah, oh, I see. Yeah, there's there's, there's really no way to go right, when you want to make a gang member animal and and not allude to what is the, safe the prejudice one? of nothing. There's nothing. I don't know. What about like a like a slug? It's just like oh, but then it's like slimy because yeah, of them slimy people. I don't know. They could have just made them people. I bet that just like the. The Polynesian, like, problematicness with the Mona movie or Molina movie that came out yeah. when they started issuing those Halloween costumes to be like, oh, you can just put on tribal tattoos. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. I bet this movie is going to have some backlash with when they try to market the gangster <laughs> gorillas. I'm a little unsure about you? this. I'm a, I'm a gangster gorilla. Yeah. I'm in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, digress. Okay, that's one storyline story that seems line. problematic enough. And here, here's the second part of this trailer. So many, I can already tell, so many storylines, you cannot grasp who's the main character. But the first person you see is the pig, and you're like, right. okay, he's the main character. But then it shifts to that gorilla storyline, and like, oh, he's the main character. Then we get to the elephant storyline, who's like, the elephant's super shy, and the parents are like, do you want to follow your dreams? You got to follow your dreams. Oh, Don't yeah. be shy. Yeah. And they give that away. And then you got the porcupine, like, love triangle yeah. situation where the porcupine turns into a rocker to to win back the affection of a boy who cheated on her. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, there's a lot of teen drama in that one. Yeah, maybe this is just kind of doing like a Christopher Guest thing where it's just like, okay, we got a smattering of main characters all with equal important storylines. If lines. it's anywhere near as entertaining as a Christopher Guest show, like, sign me up. Okay. They should have just done that, right? Like, just get all those people, because they're kind of giving older anyways, mm-hmm. get them in that animation game. And then That'd they be just, amazing. they talk to the camera and they, like... Yeah, because, like, also they could, like... This is like get them improving and then animate to that. Okay. And Just there's your scope them. And there's your movie. Yeah. Yeah, it'll I'm sure it'll sell well to the children. <laughs> <laughs> so the main message of this movie is follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. Don't let people tell you you can't. That's Over, kind of the overcome fear. Yeah, that's kind of the theme for all the stories it, it seems like. It seems like it. Um, but again, gives away all the stuff. There's the elephant lady it's like, I'm too shy. Then the next scene they show you is stage, her on belting stage it belting it out and everyone going wild. Thanks, movie. Yeah. I guess I know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the gorilla, the whole storyline they're setting up is, uh, my son is a disgrace. He doesn't want to be a gangster like yeah. me. And then a couple scenes later, the dad's like, I'm so proud of my son. From jail. <laughs> from, from jail? From, like, the TV in jail. Yeah, they couldn't even, like, let him, like, get out of jail. Like, that's how they could have redeemed it, right? Is like, know. he, like... He was falsely accused or something. <laughs> yeah, if they yeah. Made, yeah, if, if they, they made, made it, it, like, a commentary on, like, the... Uh, the police profiling and stuff like that. He was just standing by this building, and they're like, oh, you're a gorilla? You're going to jail because this bank just got robbed. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. And then maybe this movie's being progressive, but I don't know. I'm, I'm really worried about this. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Out of all those main characters, who do you think's going to win? Who's going to win it? Yeah. That is a good question because... <sighs> there's a lot of engaging... That's the hardest question I've had to answer. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a harder question I've had to answer this week. Do you think the trailer at all tips the scale on on who could potentially be the winner? I mean, okay, so you have the pig person. I don't think the pig person's going to win. No, the They pig- didn't showcase them enough. I think they're just supposed to be the one you laugh they're at. They're comic relief, yeah. Yeah, they're comic relief. The elephant one has a good shot. One, yeah. she's like a shy lady. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think Hollywood's, like... Yeah, let's go with that. Like, that's the story people like that's and a, success. And, and I think they're like, little girls will like this movie. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for the girl character to win in mm-hmm. the end. I could see like a Hollywood mind thinking that. Yeah. Then again, the gorilla, they could, maybe they're throwing some white guilt and they're like, well, we got to let the gorilla I win this know. show. Um, but I think the gorilla storyline is kind of probably showed up just with the fact that the dad's proud of him yeah so maybe he doesn't need to win do you think who, who do you think wins do you, i think that they super group it 
and at the end they turn it into like Fifth Harmony or the Spice Girls. They're like, oh, all okay. four of you I win, like thought, and you're gonna be a band. So I thought you were going more like uh, Power Rangers, where they all morph into like a <laughs> Megazord, yeah, and then this one like giant Godzilla creature, yeah, and then they're just belting out like the most like some Adele song, yeah. and just like. Blows the place. <laughs> Not to be one-upped, but yeah, that's probably uh, what I mean. If, if they do a sequel, is it called Sung? Sang. Sang. Yeah. All right, there we go. At the end of this trailer, a weird-looking frog creature, <laughs> yeah. amphibious creature, I know what you're talking about. wanders out of the stage and, and, and delivers a line <clears throat> that I want to start making a tally of. I want to keep a list on the podcast... Yeah. Because there's a lot of modern, I don't know, what's the word, colloquialisms or sayings. Sure, sure. Th- common vernacular things. Those that, are all words I use. Yeah, that are really, they're showing up in a bunch of trailers because they kind of show up in pop culture and stuff. And they, I'm, I think we need to put them to bed. I think we need to stop using them as punchlines. We need to erase, like if you put it in your first draft, fine, but one-up it yeah. for the next one because so what everything they has. So what do they say in this one? that you're? This one has... The, it, he had. He, they say, "Oh, I'm you know, uh, egomaniacal uh, maniac or whatever." And he punchlines it with, "I don't even know what that means." I'm through. They said I'm an intolerable egomaniac. I don't even know what that means. That to me is the equivalent of being like, "Really?" as your punchline, or is that even a thing? Or that just happened? Like all of those need to go. So I'll tell you why. It will never go. Okay. I, I'm on board with you, mm-hmm. but here's why it's never will never go. As soon as I saw that scene, the first thing I thought was, all of my kids are going to love that part. Oh, okay. That's the part they're going to be quoting. That's <sighs> the part that, like, he has a weird walk, too. Yeah. All the kids are going to be doing that walk. Yeah. And here's the problem. I work with special needs kids. Yeah. So that's that's the bar where like the humor should go up a little it bit, go right? Just a touch. But, I don't know. But I, it's true. Like, out of all the stuff from this trailer, that's the one kids are going to be quoting. That's like they're going to be doing that weird walk. Yeah, yeah. That let's just add. Let's just keep Italian. Let's add this line to the list of banned trailer lines for the movie babies. Okay. Podcast. So let's what's number one. Well, because it's the first instance of this happening. Yeah. If you say, if if we hear, I don't even, I don't even know what that means. That's now banned. We ban it. It's, so it's it got to go. It's official. Well, can we go back to that uh, John Wick trailer? Because there was a couple in there. Like there probably was. Yeah. From uh, now on, we'll, we we won't retroactively. Right, so number do this, one ban list. Yeah. That's there number one on the list. That's fair. Can we talk about the music in this trailer? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're going we're going long, but there's a lot to unpack in this trailer. Sure, hit me. Eminem, a lot of yeah. Eminem. Yeah, not lose yourself. No, but the the lose yourself sound alike, which is <laughs> called I don't even know what it is. I can't think know. of it. But is this eight miles for kids? Yeah. Is this this yeah. is like seven yeah. and a half miles? They expect kids to get that reference. They're like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, back in eight mile. Yeah. He, he he he. They called him Rabbit, right? His name is Rabbit. Oh and God, you're right. Yeah, this is Eight Mile, the animated series. This movie, this movie might be deeper than I thought. Yeah, yeah, a lot of references. So there's Eminem. There's a real, like, for fans of ironic karaoke, like a Crazy Town Butterfly come reference. Baby. Come, yeah, come, my baby. Buffalo is singing. <laughs> I thought that was an odd choice. What was that song at the very? There was a Dream Weaver. They kind of like. Oh, go the, into no, and it builds. That's that's the that's the Aerosmith. Um, uh, Back in the shadow, again. <laughs> that one. Oh. Um, it's dream something. Uh, I'm, I'm, dream, 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 yeah, dream on. Yeah, dream it's Aerosmith's on. dream on. Uh, Aerosmith's dream on, which is sampled in the Eminem sound alike I lose see. yourself song. There was something else in there, wasn't there at the beginning? Was it the, there's the Humpty. The Humpty Dance, yeah. Ba- baby Got Back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the pig was singing at the beginning. I don't remember. He had that I weird accent. I guess we can just rely on everybody has the internet, so everybody's heard these on a playlist before. They just sh- shazam it. Yeah, they just shazam it. They're like, okay. I'm surprised that's not a marketing technique where it's like, hey, kids, bring your phone, shazam all the songs, <laughs> and you get to download it for free. 
There you go, Hollywood has given you this yeah. big idea. Yeah, and you losing numbers at the theaters? This is a little off topic, too, but I want to talk about, like, other Hollywood marketing things. The big one was Rogue One mm-hmm. has a ticket where for $100, you can see that movie every day for as long as it's in the theater. That is such $100. a bizarre gamble. Who would? Who? And then the other one was there's three limited edition uh, IMAX tickets you get to take home mm-hmm. as, as like collector items. Yeah. But you can only get them on three different days. They have trouble getting people to go to the theater once. Mm-hmm. But now their new plan is we're going to make people come multiple times. I mean, that's what they think they're going to get. That's insane. Yeah. How about you just work on getting people there the first time? I don't know. I just saw The Edge of Seventeen twice in theaters and paid full price for it. So oh, so maybe they're, maybe they're on Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Alright, all right, this has gone long let's for, this for an animated trailer, but let's rate the goddamn thing. The rating system based off of the when the lights go out, we're all the same. Uh, Regal Entertainment uh, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola ad. Um, we got, uh, I like robots, which means you were so distracted you weren't even thinking about this trailer. You don't like it. You're not going to see it based on this trailer. I love robots. Uh, in Space with Zombies, which just means we could add some things to this to make it more appealing, uh, but I'm not sold quite yet. In Space. In Space with Zombies. And Like a Lot, which is I'm going opening day, basically. So you cool if I scream. Like a lot. So with that in mind, what did you rate Sing? Sean? Despite everything, I'm gonna rate it in space with zombies. Okay. I think the main reason why is the trailer was so fast mm-hmm. and so much garbage was <laughs> thrown at <laughs> us you. that like I never had a chance to like be bored or like think about oh is this gonna be a good movie? Yeah. It's just like I was just taking it all in. Yeah. And it was just slapping me across the face, <laughs> and I just took it. And I was like oh. Maybe I maybe I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, we were violated by this trailer. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be good. I think, you know, as I said, Universal is like third Bottom tier, tier. Yeah. in terms of animated movies. I didn't like despicable me movies. We'll talk about that yeah. later, I'm sure. This one I can't foresee being any better. I was never into those singing competition shows. Mm-hmm. I was never into <laughs> Animal sex, so <laughs> there's not a lot for me in this trailer. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna probably I'm really hovering between I like robots and in space with zombies. I'm with you, yeah. Um, I don't typically see these kind of movies. I kind of tear up when I even see like a cast list that's like that abusively large of like top name talent, and it's just like, and you guys are all playing talking animals. You're not gonna. This is not going to trick me. Like, don't do this to me. There's enough going on in the bizarreness of those, like, at least the gorilla plot line, and, like, that I'm kind of curious, like, how they're going to not completely blow this. <laughs> that I'm curious to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to, and I think that means I like robots. I like robots. That's that's yeah. fair. I, you know, I could have been turned that way, too. Well, Sing 2016... Dream on. And that's Sing. In West Philadelphia, born and raised, the Prince of Bel-Air is gonna meet time, love, and death. We just watched. Fucking Collateral Beauty. What a clusterfuck of a name of a movie. For, yeah, I, one, you know this movie's gonna bomb because no one's seeing a movie called Collateral Beauty. I'm not gonna walk up to the ticket teller and do like, <laughs> one for Collateral Beauty. I'm, I can't say that. I, I'm happy that you also decide movies on ones you can like <laughs> say. Say with a straight face. Yeah, with a straight face yeah. to the lady. You don't wanna embarrass yourself. No, I, I didn't even wanna go see American Beauty in theaters. I just don't. There's some titles that I can't This one's a little, utter. yeah, a little smug saying it, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is the newest Will Smith movie that looks a lot like uh, that other homeless Will Smith movie, Seven? Oh, no. Seven Pounds? <laughs> yeah, not yeah. Seven, not the David Fincher Seven. <laughs> Although, can you Seven this movie? Oh, we'll have to get there. Let's talk about it and find out. Uh, yeah. this, this one looked like it went Seven Pounds to a hundred pounds and they are sinking because of it. Yeah. This is this seems like a very high concept Hallmark channel movie to me. 
And yeah. it's going to, like, out-clever itself and not know what the fudge to do. We, I guess we should tell more about, yeah, the movie. Yeah, what's going on here? There's love, there's death, and there's time. Yeah. And there are three people Will Smith meets because he lost his daughter, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And which he's kind of losing his mind over it. And losing his mind. He's, he writes letters to these people, then meets them. It's kind of like a... And it's taking place around the holidays, too, so it's kind of like a Scrooged or like very a Christmas much a Scrooge. Carol yes. type of thing. He's visited <clears throat> by these concepts. Here's the thing. Will Smith is a good actor. Oh, I, he's one of my favorite actors, yeah. if not my favorite actor. Yeah, because you look at... I always go back to that Fresh Prince episode where, why don't he love me? Where he like <laughs> he's talking about his dad who abandons yeah, him yeah, to yeah, Uncle yeah. Phil, <clears throat> and that emotion from that Will Smith is good. I don't know what his real life is like, but he has like he's good at that abandonment. He's like a weird Scientologist. Uh, well, I think his family for sure like that. But he dirty. he's good at that abandonment angle. Oh yeah, and yeah, like yeah, getting yeah. that emotion, and yeah. so like his. He's he's in a lot of movies where, like his kids leave or something happened to him, which is which is kind of funny because in real life he's kind of lost his kid, right? I think he's lost them to insanity. Yeah, he's he's lost them to the deep end with yeah. white Batman at <laughs> the wedding, whipping their hair back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think a lot of it. That's true. Wasn't that his thing in Suicide Squad too? Is like he was losing his daughter. He's losing his daughter. Yeah. He's the family man. He's always yeah. the, family He's the family man. And I am Legend. He loses his family. Right. And so this movie is the same thing, but unlike, say, where's a movie? I think people liked Seven Pounds. I'm oh, trying yeah, to think yeah. of a movie where it worked, where he plays that family man. I mean, even in Suicide Squad, he is the best thing in that movie. Like, he's just a really capable actor, even... I, and here's something that I think I understand about Will Smith, is, like, yes. his people come in and, like, massage the script to tailor it to him. Yes. So he knows what he does well and keeps kind of getting in there and wedging in, like, those things, even if the original script doesn't have it. Was his people on Christmas vacation during this movie? Yeah, probably. I think you nailed it. It's a, It looks like a Hallmark movie. There looks like there's little charm. Oh. He's playing these whack-ass lines, super serious and yeah. super straight. Yeah. So he's trying to fix my mind. He, okay. The Will Smith story. <laughs> this, is, this might just be an autobiography. So, okay, so I, we keep derailing what the movie's about. Like, So this guy loses his daughter. He goes to this grief... Counseling. Sean, don't you get it? We, this whole segment has to be insane because right. he's insane. All right, I get it. Don't make me set up a domino course. Oh, man. What is the what is the metaphor they're trying to, like, wedge into the movie with the, his constantly setting up dominoes? Well, that's the weird thing. Is So the movie's right away is like, he's brilliant. He's a smart, smart man. And they show this by him playing with dominoes. children's toys yeah. and setting up dominoes. Yeah. It's like... I maybe, don't think that's what smart is, dog. Maybe he's like a Willy Wonka or like a, what was Robin Williams in Toys? He was like just the toy master. Just toy, yeah. toy master. Yeah, maybe he's that. So his grief counseling group mm-hmm. are worried about him because he's starting to write these letters to these vague concepts, or these concepts. Yes. Like these th- they say things. Um, so he writes to time, time shows up. Um, he writes to love, love shows up. He writes to death, death shows up. They all try to influence him to recalibrate his trajectory back into like a positive thing so he's not just like this broken guy who's playing with dominoes all day he's like a yeah. loving like like hopefully like he establishes some kind of relationship with this female love interest that's kind of there worried yeah. about him that he's kind of blowing off he has to open up the chocolate factory again yeah, exactly. to run a con- yeah a he's contest. gotta get that glass elevator up and running with that here's my guess at the twist yeah He's crazy. He like we're gonna like pull back at the end, and it's gonna be this very like Laura Dern in that David Lynch movie, uh, uh, Inland Empire, where he's just a crazy street person who's running around yelling at buildings. All like Kate Winslet and Ed Norton, all these side characters, Michael Pena, like they're. Vampire's Kiss. If you haven't seen that movie, yeah, yeah, Nick yeah, Cage. yeah. He's just gonna run. He's just like we're gonna run around screaming. He's a vampire, and 
and and and all those other characters they weren't ever there either they yeah. were like other vague concepts like uh having to pee and like <laughs> drinking fountains and uh-huh. uh I wasn't love I was a yeah I was a puppy man yeah uh and oh puppy is love and so it's just gonna it's just gonna it's just gonna pull back on him in the snow just like freezing to death and just like <laughs> shouting, shouting about his dead daughter uh, well to go back to the original thing I mistakenly say let's go further seven yeah he's like maybe he's a serial killer and yeah. he's like I need to kill and his seven deadly sins are like love I need to kill someone in love mm-hmm. I need to kill someone to death who's dying <laughs> who's dying someone yeah, who's, who's already dying and then time this is like a watchmaker. Uh, maybe he tortures them for a long period of time. All right, there we go. Or he just kills a young person. I don't oh, know. Oh, whoa, that's like yeah, that got dark. Sean. Okay, that's good. Well, okay, so he, in your and he's Kevin Spacey in your seven. Yes. In my seven, he's uh, Brad Pitt, and at mm. the end of the movie, Hill and Miram and what's Kira in Knightley, the letter? What's in the letter? Yeah, they are standing <laughs> over a box. <laughs> and he's out in the field and he's like don't let that be my daughter's head and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like I don't know why don't you just check in there just just check. and then it's like a candy heart no no it's his daughter's head oh no it's his daughter's, daughter's head, head. Yeah, okay yeah yeah um, and then he shoots them all yeah and then he realizes they weren't there and then he realizes he killed his daughter. And then he realized, oh, Chopped off her head and mailed it to himself. Now it's, oh, I don't want to get into spoilers, but it's like some other movies I've seen in the <laughs> Christopher Nolan universe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my, uh, that's my prediction um, on Collateral. Although I think <laughs> fucking you're, you're close. This movie's called. I think that's the original script. And mm-hmm. then Will Smith people came ah, in. Ah, they came in and they're like, we gotta clean this. Because here's the thing about Will Smith. He's, he's gonna be the hero no matter what. Yeah. So I don't think, as much as he'd be great playing, like, remember when Robin Williams played, like, a bad guy in, like, oh, in photo one hour photo, yeah, yeah, yeah. photo and, oh, one like, insomnia yeah. or uh-huh, something? Uh-huh. He's, like, a really good bad guy. And uh-huh. I think Will Smith would make a really good, interesting bad guy. Yeah. But for whatever reason, his pride, his ego, he won't allow himself to play a bad guy because he'll be like, then people will think I'm a bad guy. It's like, no, yeah. Will Smith, you're an actor. We get it. We get how movies are made. And so... Will Smith doesn't have to curse in his raps, but I do. So fuck him and fuck you, too. Right? And Eminem? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. We tied them together. <laughs> yeah, uh, So I don't... So I think that hinders his movies because they could go into an interesting place. Absolutely. But I think he's scared to go there. Like, he was going to be in that Tarantino... Jingo Unchained. Oh, he was going to be... He Jango. was going to be Jamie Foxx's character. Oh, okay. Okay. And basically, he was like... To he the... wanted to change it so, like, Jango had more... Like, it was a daughter thing. Like, he had more motivation with family. With family. Okay. <laughs> he just so he wants tried, a family so he, bad. He tried, he's like, look, I write me a family. Mine's falling apart. My wife thinks she's a metal singer and my son is flipping out on Instagram. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, he tried to get his people to change a Tarantino script. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You can't do that. I like, I admire the, <coughs> the gumption. Um, here's what I want to see. I want to yeah. see Will Smith as the bad guy and Samuel L. Jackson as the good guy in a movie. Oh, that would be awesome. Let's see what happens there. Maybe in the new Star Wars. Yeah. So let's get to death, time, and uh, love. Mm-hmm. So one of the big twists is death is, get this, an old white chick. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. I mean, you did if you saw, like, the seventh seal or anything. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, she's death because she's old? Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not fun, dog. Why women are scary. I don't know why I keep saying dog in this episode. <laughs> that seems to be... Uh, that, should be that, that should be one of your, like, personality traits for the podcast. Like, that I just keep saying dog? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, well, I'm really trying hard not to Home Alone or Batman anything this yeah. Well, you just sevened this trailer. So. Damn it! Yeah. Maybe next episode. Yeah. Um, love. Is Keira Knightley. It's, okay, Knightley. Mm-hmm. Crying constantly. Constantly teary. Every scene in this movie, she's crying. Dog, you're not love. <laughs> love doesn't. You're sad. You're sad. Yeah. Someone tricked you. You're yeah. so sad, you convinced yourself you were love. 
Um, and time? You have a time? You have a I don't know. I don't even remember time. They should have just got freaking Clockmaster J. What's his name? Clockmaster J. <laughs> Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Yeah. yeah. Just get him in the movie. Holy and shit! Go. <laughs> just go all out. Yeah, yeah, missed opportunity. I think this movie would be better if there seemed to be, if it was injected with a little bit of humor, which, again, that's why you get Will Smith. He can ride that line so beautiful. Oh, he'll, like, he'll do it. He'll, he'll come, I mean, even in the trailer when he's like, I guess death is an old white woman, elderly white woman. Like, that, he'll have some, like, one-liners like that. That's just... Maybe how he the trailer rides. didn't really show me a lot, no. though. It wants to, it wants to, like, grab you by the testicles of the heart and wrench you in here for like a Valentine's Day viewing. Yeah, well I think you were right where you're like, it has very Scrooge vibes, mm-hmm. but unlike Scrooge, all those ghosts are very, like obviously classic, mm. but they're very fun. They're yeah. very, there's something unique and charming about them. None of these ghosts, or whatever they are, mm. had that. None of them seem grabbed me in a way. Like again, I don't remember what time was. He was the but uh, all guy the, from Empire. But all all the ghosts in Scrooge I can remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they have a lasting opinion, not just because it's been around forever, but because those characters are written and have a visual appeal to them. Yeah, well, this is this is uh this is this is pumpkin spice latte the movie, so <laughs> you're putting way too much uh, on this. Uh, but one last thing I want to say about this. A constant tr- thread of the grief group encouraging him to be crazy. That's oh, like, encouraging him to write the letters? And be, but to be crazy, she's like, you need to talk to them, Howard. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you don't, Howard. Yeah, maybe this is not That's how idea. you go crazy. <laughs> and that's a weird trend in the Hollywood movies where they're like, like if an actual crazy person watched this movie, they would be like, oh yeah, I do need to talk to my mm-hmm, voices. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it's a good thing crazy people don't watch movies because they're they're watching their crazy movies in their head. That's so right. they don't watch Hollywood movies. But if they did, we would have an epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> because all of these movies are like, embrace the crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all how stories get told. You're talking to death? Mm-hmm. That's totally normal. I can understand that. Keep You need to head on talk to her. No, no, man. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe that's why you're in grief counseling to like talk to real people. Do you have to? You have to go, you know, through the rabbit hole to to get to the other side of a movie. Like that's that's what you have to do. If everybody refused their call to action, like, uh, guys, grief counseling group. I this is weird. You know, after the death of my daughter, you know, I've been feeling pretty vulnerable, feeling pretty like but- unhinged. Death, time, and love have been talking to me, and everyone goes, yeah, just pretend they're not. Take this pill. And he goes, okay. And that's the end of the movie? But do you agree there's a difference between a movie that's set in the real world and a movie that's set in a fantasy, fantastical world? This is set in a fantastical world so that your your emotional connection to these concepts can be... I guess it is like Scrooge, where it's like, they portray it like a serious world, but you're introduced to these ghosts, and so then you're like kind of buying into the, oh, is he seeing these things? It's just illustrated, it's just like like an artistic, if I could say that, with quotes in the air, Mm -hmm. um, way of dealing with the things that he'd be dealing with his mind, but now he can inside his mind, but now we can see him doing it with a character, which is what we like to see when we go to the movies, is like two familiar faces on yeah. the screen talking to each other. I guess I understand all that. I guess I don't want... I guess what run me wrong about this trailer was they're constantly... She's constantly, like, patting him on the back, like, this is totally normal to do this. This is, like, keep doing this. I'd rather have that character be like, no, don't, don't do that, and he, on his own, is like, no, I'm going to explore this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have. I don't got the answer, Sway. Give me a rating on this. All right. So based off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um No, you start off. I have okay. no idea. Yeah. I'm gonna end up seeing this movie whether I like it or not. It's gonna be an in space with zombies for me, with the caveat of, I want it to be 
just a train wreck. Just like baby's first screenplay trying to deal with things that they can't even figure out how to talk about and just like giving out poor advice and disinformation and like and like just an emotional meltdown of a movie uh, that pats itself on the back for trying. Mm-hmm. That's, and I think it's going to be that. Yeah. Which might bump my vote to like a lot. Um, so the trailer sells you on the fact that you think it will be crazy. I think it's going to be so bad that it'll be very entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm banking on. I agree with you, but I'm going to rate it I Like Robots just because I'm going <laughs> to... I'm trying to. Ooh, I'm really trying to gather my thoughts on this mm-hmm. one. It might have its hooks in you. I think here's who I think will love this movie. Moms will love this movie. Mm-hmm. And while I love moms, I am not a mom. This is not a movie you'd like to fuck. Is that this what you're is <laughs> exactly. Well, and so I have to give it. I like robots just because. It's, you know, maybe one day when I accept myself and turn into a mom, mm-hmm. I'll go see this movie. And you'll love it. And I'll love it. But, the like I said, none of the ghost characters interested me. Will Smith, while I like him as an actor, seems to be trying too hard to be dramatic and sad in this one. And it doesn't feel authentic like I've seen him in past performances. And I just feel like... I do want to see it because I do think you're right. It could be so bad it's good, but this is like a so bad it's good I see on like TV late at night because I can't sleep. What if the ghosts in this movie? We keep calling them ghosts. <laughs> the embodiments of these emotion of these concepts in this movie each come to Will Smith yeah. and they arm him with a magical fire sword and. Uh, ice gauntlet and crown of Nordor so that he can go into battle with grief the main bad guy concept you just made the movie of the year I'm already sold why are you still talking it's like the Fisher King and like Robin Williams has to slay this like Red Knight or whatever (laughs) and grief is embodied by the face of his daughter and so he has to use these Instruments of destruction to defeat grief, which looks yeah. like his kid, like his daughter. Yeah, that's like well, that's the. <laughs> I love this movie. Okay, so I, think, I just in space with zombies. Just you, to just, you. you did. Uh, I think you also Suicide Squad it though. That was the ending oh, yeah, of, that's suicide. The of Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> so we know oh, uh, in terms of writing, you're on par with the screenwriters of Suicide yeah. Squad. All right. Well. Uh, that was the review of Suicide Squad or Collateral <laughs> Beauty. I don't know. You're not here to take me, are you? No, Howard. I'm here to ride the F train with you. Devin? Let's love Sean? Tonight. Will you go to homecoming with me? Uh, wow, this is so sudden. Let me rephrase this. Will you go see Spider-Man Homecoming with me? Sean, the movie trailer we just watched. You always knew the answer was yes. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. We just watched the newest Spider-Man Homecoming. The newest Spider-Man reboot? Is it a reboot? Is it a sequel? Is it a sequel to just The Last Avengers Sean, movie? Sean, I just don't know anymore. Oh, shit. But I do know, like my homecoming, I will strike out at the end and feel disappointed. This is going to be me masturbating in an empty theater, waiting for the last Marvel stinger in the That's my web swinger. What the fuck's going on with Spider-Man Homecoming? All right, well, here's the deal. So a long, long time ago, when Marvel was super poor, and going out of business, they sold off all their property. Okay. So Spider-Man went to Sony. X-Men went to, is it Fox, I think? I don't yeah. know. Where, X-Men's out. And then all of a sudden... Fantastic Iron, Four went to General Mills. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden Iron Man came out. Marvel got popular. Now they're making that big money. And 
every movie they put out is making a billion dollars. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Meanwhile, Sony is sitting on that Spider-Man, and they're like, yo, dog, <laughs> we can't make money. How are you doing this? And so finally they struck a deal where they're like, hey, you let us use Spider-Man, we'll give you some of that money, but we want right. him in our movies too because all our fans are nerds. Oh, and my they're God. Getting, and they're it's getting... a Spider-Man custody battle. <laughs> yeah. He has to see... Marvel on the weekends, and that's like the cool dad. But Should Sony is like the stingy mom who's got to be like doing the actual parenting. So why does that? That should just be the movie because they're going for like Spider-Man's in high school. Yeah, make that part of the just movie. The meta. Marissa Tomei is like the struggling, haggard Aunt May stand-in for Sony. Yeah, and then Uncle Ben is like. Hey, Peter, here's some cash. Have yeah. some fun, He's kid. He's like the cool stepdad yeah. or dad. Yeah. yeah let's but, go to a bikini barista And it's just really obvious, like, the mom's wearing Sony products everywhere, and the other guy's wearing, like, Marvel stuff. <laughs> his, his license plate says, uh, fucking... Stanley? Uh, Excelsior. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah. Nuff said. Oh, yeah, totally. Nuff said. Right? Nuff said. Um, so, on this newest reboot of Spider-Man... Marvel actually has a lot of con creative control on making this movie. That seems really problematic. Well, yeah, I don't know all the details of it, but I will say this. The Amazing Spider-Man movies that were released in 2012 with Mark Webb, thank you, <laughs> pretty sure they, direct they chose that director. Out of a hat. Just out of, well, out of a hat was like, does he have a Spider-Man type pun? Yeah. All right, Mark Webb, you win. And then Andrew uh, Garfield was the Spider-Man. I liked Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man as a response to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I liked Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man when it first came out. One and two, yeah. I was like, oh, he's doing like the great balance of the nerd and hero. Yes. And I, what I liked about Andrew Garfield was like he was just like a little more quick-witted and a little more fuck you, which is a part of the comic book Spider-Man. I'm happy like. you said that because yeah, I agree. Toby McGuire gets some shit now for those original Spider-Mans. I thought he did a good balance. Yeah, not all his fault. Not all his fault. Sam Raimi's fault. I will stay, say Spider-Man Two still probably one of the better comic hero movies. Mm -hmm. I would like to revisit that one because I remember that still listing pretty high on my list. That's not the one where he dances like he's in the mask. No, although okay. this will be a different podcast. I will defend Spider-Man Three. All right, I don't. I can't get into that with you right now. <laughs> Dancing Tobey Maguire might be some of my favorite oh things my I've God. seen. So. I'm, my opinion from now on might be a little null and void, but <laughs> then they get Andrew Garfield, and I agree. He then played the comic book aspect more, but then, like, they messed up his character because he was more, like, a skater boy. Yeah, he like got that. two movies, right? He got two movies. Yeah. yeah the second one being that whack Jamie oh, Foxx one. God. Jamie Foxx Electro it, it was some of the most bizarre shit I had ever seen. So, also, the Hans Zimmer, real derailing here, but the Hans Zimmer and Friends score where <laughs> they just put in the characters' names into the score where he's like just chanting Electro when he's electrocuting the city. <laughs> give me a sample of that. I just think they, they just, they made like lightning sound in the background and whooshing wind sounds and just went, Electro, 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 Electro. <laughs> so fucking lame. So, okay, so with all that said, now we're at Spider-Man Homecoming. Brand new actor, Tom Holland, hasn't been in much. Who's this kid? He's a new kid. From what I remember is he was just doing flips in his backyard and sent them that tape. Or, like, they saw the tape and was like, this kid do new flips. It's <laughs> one less thing we have to train him with, like, yeah. Ang Lee to let's, do. Let's sign him. Yeah. So I'm hoping with this Spider-Man, he strikes that balance between Toby's and Andrew Garfield. This movie, the, at least the trailer, starts off good with wanting those things because you get the title scene is a bank robbery happening. Mm -hmm. And there's like guys in masks. Guys in like plastic. Like Avenger masks. Mattel Avengers mask, which and is the, a pretty funny gag. Uh, Spider-Man does some quick witty. Except his lines. line is dumb. <laughs> his line's dumb. <laughs> they could have they nailed that one-liner way better. Also, 
What were those bad guys breaking into that bank with? They were breaking into the ATM machine, it looked like. But they had the most, like, sci-fi, like, low-key device. Yeah. Like, did he have one of the power gems to break into the bank? Perhaps. Maybe that was really the Avengers. That's the the gag, is they're just wearing their plastic masks. It's like a test. They're testing Spider-Man to get him into the Avengers, and they go... This is their danger room? Yeah, they, they rob this bank. They're like, let's see if... Let's see if Peter comes out to play. Yeah, Captain America takes off his mask to reveal it's Captain America. Exactly. So when the title happens, you hear the familiar bell ring, and it's a it's shot like a sc- oh yeah, school you movie. get that like an eighty school movie, song like a nineties. Yeah, it feels very much like a teen movie. They set up like they're looking at a girl, and then another character's like, "Oh, you guys are such nerds." Yeah. What what other classic? They're like opening lockers. Mm-hmm. They're walk- he's walking down the hall and he gets like bumped in the shoulder and that just like has to be the case. His teacher asks him if he's paying attention. Yeah. Such high school movie. Like you're in a high school movie if these things happen. So we haven't seen that Spider-Man yet. So I think this is a good call playing up that angle. He has a fat kid sidekick. Yeah. That's, he's got a buddy. He's never had a buddy in the comics necessarily. Not right? really. It's always the Mary Jane or uh, yeah, Gwen Stacy. Okay, yeah. that leads me to my question. Who's Liz? Who's the I, new hotness? I don't know who the hotness is. Not from a comic? Not that I know of. Okay. But yeah, they're, they're not going with the Mary Jane or the Gwen, Gwen Stacy, which is probably yeah. too much. Yeah, they've done them, and, and, and now it seems I'm a little worried that it's like, now are you just throwing at me a character that's like, it's just essentially those characters, and you're just not calling them. They're naming them different. Yeah. Yeah, and like, does he need a girl, a girlfriend again? It always, it co- always complicates the plot in a fun way, but in the same way. Yeah. Like his, like, oh, I've got to kiss Kirsten Dunst, but I also have to stop Doctor Octopus. Like, yeah. is tired at this point. And that was always my biggest thing in those. He's always like, they'd wind up at the end of the movie together, mm-hmm. and then he'd like artificially be like. I can't be with you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dog. Too much responsibility. I got another question. Yeah. In Civil War, isn't he already of an Avenger? Oh, my God. We're going to start on this one. So Give me the, like, Reader's Digest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> no. Tony sees, like, a YouTube video <laughs> of, of him. Okay. Yeah. And is like, I know a kid to help us in this Civil War so it, he has nothing to do with this. We don't, we have a Hulk, but okay. I'm going to grab this kid who's never fought before and bring him into... The, none of that made sense in that so movie. So Tony is Marvel, the way <laughs> so, the studio scouted the actor from YouTube. Yeah. Tony is the Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. How, like, he Samuel L. originally got all the Avengers yep. together. Yep. That's kind of Tony's position now, is he's recruiting this kid... And so that's a good question. A lot of Tony Stark in this movie, a lot of Iron Man. Yeah. How did you feel about that pairing? And, like, Tony's more of, like, he's almost like the stepfather. Yeah, it seems like they're, it's it's a weird pairing if this, like, from what I remember of Civil War, this Spider-Man is, like, he's kind of mouthy, but he kind of looks up. The Avengers are heroes. Yeah, they're heroes to him, and Tony Stark's wit and everything is, like, kind of, is like above his so he kind of bows to that and he doesn't really mix it up with him is Mm -hmm. that kind of correct and so it seems a little bit like mismatching pairs a little bit like if it's two funny guys just out funnying each other Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's gonna work I'm not sure like I'm I'm a little unsold on the relationship but it has potential because if you go back to Iron Man 3 uh, written by Shane Black not a great movie, but my favorite part of that movie, did you see that movie? Yeah. Is Iron Man, Tony Stark's relationship with the little kid. Oh, right, right. And that part was hilarious. Yeah, That's probably was. the funniest Tony Stark has been. And I love that relationship of Tony Stark with a kid treating him like he would like anyone an else. Adult, yeah. And it's just really funny how they bounce off and play off of each other. Right. And I feel like they're going for that with this pairing. But I'm unsure if it works just because Spider-Man's a little older than yeah. that kid was in the previous movie. Yeah. I guess it. I guess if he continues to treat him just like he's just like a crash test dummy and he's like, all right, kid, here's your helmet, and kicks him out of the helicopter, Like, yeah. I think that'll be fun. But it's different because they're treating him more 
like the stepfather who's like, you're grounded, you can't do, oh, you can't yeah. go to the prom, right? Or, or the homecoming in this case, yeah. you have to stay. And Spider-Man's like, uh, me and Uncle, my mean stepdad Tony won't let me go fight <laughs> the Green Menace. Mm. Um, I want to fight the Goblin. I like that. At one point, he's just sitting there watching YouTube videos of himself <laughs> from the other movie. Spider-Man definitely Googles himself in oh, his spare yeah. time. That, I think, is actually really funny, that he would really, like, kind of <laughs> keep track of his, like, social media status. Oh, God, yeah, if he's, like, yeah, like, checking his Twitter. Constantly, like, like oh, nobody nobody had anything to say uh, about that bank robbery. No one hashtagged my witty line. <laughs> That's pretty good. A, a, a media-aware Spider-Man is kind of, that's funny to me. We got a we got another case of oh, if he's a Marvel hero, he's got to have a six-pack. So they definitely pull out the six-pack. So a lot of skin from Spider-Man. Yeah. Very sexualized. Which seems if he's in high school, and he's not a senior. No. Because they want him to be in high yeah. school for a couple years. He's what? 16? They do this a lot with uh, Captain America and Thor 2, where mm -hmm. there'd just be long shots with them without a shirt. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's fair. Like, look, uh, women have had to deal with this oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. constantly. And they're big, hulking men, and they look uh, Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, get those shirt off, yeah. those Please. superheroes. <laughs> but when it's a kid, a character that's supposed to be a kid, mm -hmm. like, if it was a reversal of sexes... Well, I don't know, because, like, every... I still feel like every Disney Channel actress who is, like, probably 14 and is dressed like she's going to go to, like, the main stage at, yeah, like, the yeah, Hustler yeah. Uh, strip club, like, I mean, uh, fair enough. I My point was more, like, they can't just let him be, like, a scrawny little skinny Spider-Man. He's got to be... Oh, he has to be, he has to be buff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and my point is, I don't feel like you should sexualize anyone that young, boy or girl. Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? Uh, but I do want to say, so they show that long shot of him not wearing a shirt. Mm. The next cut, do you remember what it was? Uh, no. The Washington Monument. <laughs> it's just the, a full-on Just a full-on boner. <laughs> so, you know, are th is Tony trying to get kids horny for Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hope there's like a I hope that, there's like a homoerotic relationship between him and his friend. And fat kid. Yeah, I hope that they like explore some of the sexuality between them before they they both start pining after. <laughs> is that this. is that the Marvel touch or the the Marvel bad touch? It's just a hope I have. Um, so we've got Michael Keaton playing either Birdman, Birdman again, or the Vulture. <laughs> <laughs> How fun is that? I don't like, know. It's fine with me. I love Michael Keaton, and I like that his one line in this in this is like, "If you fuck with me, I will kill your whole family. <laughs> I will bury Marissa Tomei in the gutter, and I will destroy everything you love." <laughs> like he just has one of those like icy bad. And then he lines. goes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love him in this because yeah, Michael Keaton is such a great like is it a character actor like he's very alive in every performance he's in yeah and he if anyone can walk that line here's the thing about comic book movies all the bad guys have to walk the line of like I can murder your entire family mm -hmm. but I'm also going to take time to crack jokes oh yeah yeah and be goofy that's part and of like the dress up as like in a bird costume his suit looks pretty whack so anyone who can pull off that like I feel like Michael Keaton might nail this yeah. where he's like he seems menacing but also fun he played the bad guy in the Robocop remake right did you see that I didn't see that okay wait I did but I did not like it no no I didn't either it was just like a missed opportunity but like when he does play a villain it's like I can see how it's well like even in Beetlejuice like, yeah he's the villain in that and he's spending most of his time being like I could take you all out but I'm gonna drift <laughs> and joke yeah. and turn into a clay snake we've got Mercer Tomei back as new hotness Aunt May yeah. Just looking fine as fuck. They played it down a little bit. In Civil War, they really played up like, she's hot. Yeah, we got a hot, hot May. May. Mm. And this one, we kind of tried to dress her more typical auntie. Auntly. My big concern, too, was in after Civil War, I was like, oh, in the new Spider-Man one, are they just constantly going to have Tony, like, hitting on the Aunt May character? 
Yeah. And is definitely. that going to be a big part of it? The trailer didn't give me that vibe. You don't need to go there. You did it once as a joke and the other one. Now yeah. You're just being creepy. Exactly. It's like when the kids are staring at the girl and they're like, should we stop staring? Is this getting a little creepy? No, let's keep writing this out. <laughs> at the very end of the trailer, it shows Spider-Man webbing together two ships. Is that a metaphor? Like, th- is that symbolic of well, him trying to hold together the sinking ship? That yeah. is the Spider-Man movies? Yeah, probably. But I think they also used that in the second Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where he's pulling, holding together the train cars. It's definitely a callback. It looked exactly like that shot. And by callback, I mean ripoff. Yeah. I don't know. So much recycled material here. Well, here's something interesting that I've heard online. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the comic books of Spider-Man, but from my understanding is he kind of has like a Batman family going on where there's multiple Spider-Mans. Okay, there's like Spider-Woman and Spider-Man. Spider-Woman, there's like a... Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. There's like a, I think a Hispanic Spider-Man. There's like some different races going on as well. Uh-huh. So my question is, are they going to have multiple Spider-Man? Are they kind of showing those similarities to kind of get you ready for like guess what guess who's coming back here's andrew garfield here's oh, tommy mcguire they all exist and in they this all universe. exist in this universe they star trek it because also looking over the imdb donald glover also in this movie and if you remember he was rumored to be Spider-Man. to be spider-man and would he not be the perfect uh like Black Spider-Man. I think the internet would love that. Honestly, I would love if there was multiple Spider-Mans going. I think it'd be so goofy. I guess this is a good time. Like, what do you want out of a comic book movie? Because there's, like, two train of thoughts, right? Like, there's kind of the overly goofy ones, and then there's also people who want the more serious ones. Okay. Well, I have to be somewhat honest with myself when I answer that question. These movies aren't made for me anymore. I'm 30,000 years old now. (laughs) And though I live and behave like a child, I've seen enough of the world to not be, to not get my dick hard every time I see a Marvel movie come out. Because it's just like, I'm old and curmudgeoned about seeing the same shit all the time. I need to be like, wow, if you're going to like pull this stuff out again, you need to like show me a new aspect of it or like explore some other smaller chapter of this and not have it always be blow up the Death Star stakes. Yeah. Yeah. I need like simple Spider-Man movie. He's got a school bully and he's yes. worried about using his powers versus using his normal human abilities to like diffuse it. Like that's not a whole movie, but something at that level rather than get all the Avengers Oh, there's a hole in the sky opening, and, and an alien invasion is being shat upon mm-hmm. New York City, and every superhero has to yeah. like, come to the rescue. So going into our ratings of this trailer, it does seem like they might be trying to do that with him being set in high school. And it is a different take on other Marvel movies we've seen and other Spider-Man movies we've seen. So, so. so watching this trailer, what would you rate it? Does this trailer change your mind kind of on the whole concept of comic book movies? Do you feel like this one might be more entertaining and break kind of that mold of them all being the same that we've seen? No, I don't. I feel like this is extremely using the format of all the previous Marvel movies and like you know maybe if they keep it like as small as like the ant-man plot was i'll be a little more satisfied Mm -hmm. but i i kind of see all the trappings of like cameos from everybody in the marvel universe like push the uh galaxy wars agenda or whatever the like infinity gauntlet shit like there's gonna be some little scene that's like doesn't belong in the movie just to push that forward there's gonna be a lot of recycling of like the spider-man origin story or the dynamic we've already seen him sitting in Mm -hmm. and i don't need it at this point i'm really surprised that we got through this whole conversation and i wasn't just like railing on this movie well that was what i thought because if you listen to our previous podcast, which you can download now on iTunes and other podcast formats, you railed against Star Wars. And for the so, same reasons. For the same type of reason. Yeah. So that's why I'm interested on if you would have the same opinion on Spider-Man. So yeah. with that said, what is your final rating for Spider-Man? Okay. I, uh, I like robots because 
of all that I just said. That's my true feeling about this. I was excited about, or I was not being critical because I'd never seen that trailer before. We just now watched it. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a lot that I was just like processing, like, oh, there's that and there's that. Okay, what's this? But the fact is it's hack. I've seen it. I don't need a Spider-Man reboot or reimagining at this point. And the high school stuff is not enough to change. It's your mind. not enough because the first Tobey Maguire movies had enough high school stuff. Is like, what are you going to flip the game on high school Spider-Man? No, yeah. you're going to do the same scenes. He's going to web the lunch. Tra- the lunch tray yeah. that is about to fall. It's going to be the same shit. You're right. If he doesn't go to homecoming in this movie, <laughs> I don't care. Does he go as Spider-Man? That would be amazing. Does he sitcom it? And he, like, has to go be Spider-Man mm-hmm. and fight the vulture and then across town. Rush And back. then run back, mm-hmm. put on his suit as Peter Parker, yeah. and dance with that hot With Liz, yeah. And then Tony's like, where the hell were you? And he's like, Shit. I just gotta do a little... I gotta just get mine. I would love it if that was the movie. Like, the most important part is, like... He, there's a vulture destroying <laughs> cities, which should be his sole yeah. like uh, attention. Mm-hmm. But he's more worried about like I still need to make an appearance at yeah. homecoming. But it's also the last dance, and Liz this- is like, looking at her watch, and he's like halfway between the two spots, and he's just like, I have hormones, but I also need to save the world. <laughs> yeah. Also, why would homecoming be going on if the vulture was attacking the city? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Kids, stay in the uh, gym and keep dancing to MGMT. Well, to answer my question, that's kind of what I want in my comic book movies. I want that middle ground where they're taking things ser- Like, there's still a threat, mm-hmm. but also there's kind of the fun antics of, like, if he were so concerned about going to Homecoming. Yeah. Like, to me, that's, like, a fun plot. It's like, it, you gotta in a Indiana Jones these movies. Mm-hmm. You gotta, like, Back to the Future these movies. There should be, they should be fun. And so, with that said, I'm gonna rate this movie in space with zombies because I agree, that I have some concerns about this movie. Not sure how the Tony-Peter Parker relationship will work out. I'm wary about repeating similar beats, but it does look fun. I think it might be fun. It has potential to be fun. So I'm not like a lot. I'm not like robots. I'm straight in the middle in space with zombies. All right. And that was Spider-Man Homecoming. Don't mess with me. Because I will kill you and everybody you love. Well, that was the show. That's right, Sean. Uh, join us hopefully every Friday and Tuesday these will launch. Extremely ambitious. Well, let's see what we can do. I'm right. aiming high. Well, if I learned anything from the Sing trailer, it's that if you believe it, you can achieve it. Nice. So if you want to help support the show, the best way to do it is to leave a review and ratings on iTunes. That helps get our show in their little uh, what's algorithm that? Yeah. system. It gets it in the Rating. system, if you will. Do we want to be in the system? I thought we were I, trying to fight the system. Oh, uh, I'm really confused with how this works. Maybe we can dismantle it from the inside. I like that plan. So okay. we'll go inside. Take us to number one, folks. <laughs> so we can destroy it. Mm-hmm. Go to iTunes. Go to our Twitter, Facebook. We got all that garbage. The best way to find all of it is at www.moviebabies.com. Because when you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer... But you have two big gaps in your schedule per week to listen to, like, two hours of us, like, drool? It's the Movie Babies. 